Mike Sullivan was out coached. Mike Sullivan can't get past Barry Trotz. Mike Sullivan didn't make enough adjustments. That last one, that's my favorite. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. The Penguins will have their going-away sessions with media later this morning and then into the afternoon. Normally, this would be the getaway day where we as reporters would go to the facility either in Cranberry or at PPG Paints Arena and interview really pretty much everyone with with very few exceptions and take photographs as they pack up and have sad faces and express all kinds of regret and everything else here. And this is now, of course, the fourth year in a row that that'll happen sans parade, right? So it's it's going to be a different dynamic all around, being that this will be virtual. Uh, we don't know who will or won't be available to speak other than Sullivan himself, and that'll come at 3 o'clock this afternoon. And Sullivan's going to answer questions, no doubt, about some of what I broached here, not all that seriously, in the intro. Because strategy does come into play in a best of seven. And the Penguins have seen a lot of trots from two different perspectives now. And it mostly has not gone well. But I'm here to tell you that if you're going to suggest that Sullivan didn't make the necessary adjustments and just leave it there, you're not making much of a case. And to be perfectly honest with you, that's mostly what I've been seeing, hearing, and reading over the last 48 hours. He didn't make enough adjustments. Didn't make enough adjustments. What adjustments would you have had him made? Crickets. Just make adjustments. Change up the lines. Do something different. Uh, stop pinching the defenseman. That's one that does come up. The Penguins pinch their defensemen because it works. The Penguins pinch their defensemen because it's an extremely aggressive approach to attacking that, in theory, makes the most of the speed and the skill that you have on your roster, particularly on the top lines. In theory. So when you see, after six full games of this playoff that was just completed, that the Penguins had 411 shot attempts to the Islanders' 306. The Penguins had 105 more shot attempts. When I say shot attempts, I'm referring to shots on goal, missed shots, blocked shots. Anytime you attempt a shot with the thinking there that the value is in you're somewhere in a position to attempt a shot, and therefore you're in a better position than your opponent is. 
it's a tremendous and accurate valuation of possession time, of attack zone time. Any coach in any sport will tell you that all they hope to achieve as a coach or as a coaching staff is to put their athletes in the best possible position to succeed. They can't shoot the puck for you. They can't make the move that Jeff Carter made in Game 6, cutting across the slot and then beating Ilya Sorokin with scary ease. They can't miss the net. They can't overpass. All they can do from systematic elements to instructional elements is to put you in the best possible position to do the right thing. It is then up to you as the player to do the rest or to not do the rest and be replaced by other players who might be able to do it. That's really it. That's really it. That's what coaching is at the professional level across the board. All they can do is set the table. It's up to you to eat. So when Sullivan and his staff put together a system and a plan in which the direct ratio is a four to three advantage, which is enormous, by the way, for those of you who don't track stuff like this, then they've done their thing. Can they still go and urge, um, you know, Kasperi Kapanen to pick it up a little bit or for Jake Gensel to, you know, shoot on net with a little more authority, uh, for Jared McCann to stop overfeeding Carter Sure, they can do all of those things as well. That is also part of coaching. I have no doubt they actually did everything I just mentioned there. But the basis, the foundation for what they hoped to do in the first round, don't bite my head off for this. It just happens to be true. It succeeded. Strictly, strictly in that prism, it succeeded. The Penguins did did follow through on that plan right up to the point where it became about their execution versus Ilya Sorokin's execution and, of course, the Islanders' execution versus Tristan Jari's execution. The series, to repeat this into oblivion, was determined almost entirely by goaltending. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels. There's no catch, no contracts, cancel any time. And as for the cost, just for listening to this show, you can get 15% off your first month and a seven-day free trial by visiting FuboTV.com slash DK. One more time, that's FuboTV.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month. Sullivan's going to be criticized in large part because 
he's been there now through these three first-round failures, and they are failures. And because, you know, we just in general, as Pittsburghers, we get a little tired of seeing the same face and hearing the same voice because we just remember the bad stuff. It's how we are. I'm not exempting myself from that. I'm not being above that. I'm born and raised here. That's just who we are. When we get together at the cheese line at Penn Mac, what are we doing? We're complaining about something. It's 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 in the blood. So Sullivan is this guy or that guy. Sullivan's not the guy that won the two Stanley Cups. Sullivan's not the guy that got this team and guided this team into first place and is a very real candidate for the Jack Adams Award as the NHL's Coach of the Year because of that, and it's only a regular season award. We don't remember any of that. We just take the last three or four bad things that we remember and pile them up into one stack, and that's that. But go ahead. Bring bring your specific thing. What is it that you have an issue with that he didn't adjust to? I have some real ones. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a couple in of my own. I thought all through the series he could have done a little bit better of a job in getting Sidney Crosby's line away from the Casey Sezikis line, away from Ryan Pollock, who had a really, really good series on the New York Blue line. He's, in general, a little too reluctant to match up or avoid matchups, I should say. I wouldn't have minded seeing him at some point along the way find some kind of rope when it applies to the pinches. I've said this for years. I've felt forever that as much as I love this system, and I really do, and I do see the benefits of it, and I do see that they immensely outweigh the drawbacks over the course of time. I also understand that in playoffs you don't have the course of time on your side always. There are specific periods of exceptional urgency, last-minute of a period, for example. Uh, protecting a lead in the third period, for example. When your goaltender is a complete catastrophe, for example. And I'd like to see some additional sense of timing applied to when the Penguins pinch and when they don't. Not religiously, but just something that can be barked out from the bench. It can come from Todd Reardon. He can go directly to his defenseman and say, hey guys, last two minutes here, let's just uh, let's play it safe. Let's just do that. That seems like a fair and reasonable ask. I'd like to see Sullivan and his staff invest time in looking back at commonalities of the last couple of playoffs as it relates to strategy and to line matchups, and to do an honest evaluation. That's not easy to do. None of us in life likes to do that, an honest evaluation of ourselves. 
we're going to be inclined every time to try to, you know, be a little defensive. But I think that needs to be done. Maybe it's for these line matchups. Maybe it's for the pinches. Maybe it's for special teams. Maybe it's for other examples of things that would have gone wrong. But I'm going to say this again. Almost everything that the coaches could control in this series went according to the coach's plan and in the coach's favor. And that's not a surprise. Mike Sullivan is an outstanding head coach. The idea that his job should come up for discussion to me is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I don't even like bringing it up here. The Penguins are very lucky to have him. He can be better. He needs to be better. But that doesn't mean he isn't the answer. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. Time for just one question, and that's brought to you on this program always by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania, and they in turn need your help. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 from you is all it takes to produce five full meals for those who don't know where their next meal is coming from. PittsburghFoodBank.org. Spell all of that out. Question comes from M. Fisher, who says, in reference to yesterday's daily shot of Penguins, I agree that the goaltending was garbage and that the Penguins dominated overall play. Tristan Jari was the biggest reason for this lost opportunity. However, what is it systematically that prevents the Penguins from turning dominant play into additional goals. This seems to be a multiple-year theme as well. Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, also, my answer, I don't know. I don't know. Because if you're the coach and you're setting up a stage for which Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Jake Gensel... Brian Rust, Kasperi Kapanen, and a lot of other guys who can score goals aren't scoring goals in the playoffs. And you see the quality of the looks that they're getting, then you've got one of two problems. One is that you aren't big or nasty enough to establish any kind of presence in front of the net, and capitalize on second chances. One of the many reasons I didn't pile on to the Ilya Sorokin trade over the course of the series is that I don't feel Sorokin had to face a whole lot of second chances. He was good on rebounds. That's part of it. The Islanders were good at clearing rebounds, another part of it, but the Penguins also just really weren't there. They were getting shots. Sorokin would see it. 
And that was the end of the shot. So one of the questions that I asked of Sullivan was whether or not the Penguins, you know, need to get bigger and tougher and nastier. Mike, after a series like this, it obviously was physical in, in both directions. There's going to be talk about the Penguins needing to get bigger, tougher, more physical, pushing back and everything else. What, what's your stance on that, based mostly on this series, but also the whole season that you had? I couldn't have been more proud of the season that we had as a team. You know, I said to the players after the game that I was, I was so disappointed for them because I know how hard they've worked and, and some of the some of the adversities that we've that we've fought through throughout the course of the year to give ourselves an opportunity to compete in this position. And I know how much these guys care. Uh, I, I couldn't be more, you know, be more privileged to coach a group of players like this group of players. They're uh, they're high character people. Um, you know, we didn't lose this series because we weren't big enough, you know, and so, you know, that the. the where the roster goes moving forward, that that'll be a that'll be a discussion for the off season. But this particular group that we had, uh, I can't say enough about them. It's funny that he simultaneously loves and hates that question as many times as I've asked it in different forms. He hates the subject. He's not really a proponent of you know having all kinds of uh, big-bodied snarl out there on the ice. He values his speed and his skill. That's what fits with his system. And at the same time, he loves when I ask it because it gives him a chance to answer it. <laughs> you know? And try to make his own case in that regard, as you heard him do. We did not lose this series because of... We weren't big enough. At the same time, you know, look around the league. I'm not talking about enforcers or any silliness like that. I'm talking about teams just getting bigger. They're finding guys who can skate and have skill and, oh, by the way, happen to be 6-2, and can get to the front of the net and create problems for the other team's goaltender. No one could dispute that the Penguins didn't do enough of that in this series. Again, Forget the fighting and coming to Sid's defense and stuff like that. I'm just talking about, you know, getting there, crashing, getting goals. Think of the Kachuk brothers, you know, something like that. Not that those guys grow on trees. The other point is that the skilled guys miss the net a lot. I mean a lot, a lot. 42 misses in the last two games alone? You want me to repeat that? 42 official missed shots in the last two games alone, just in games five and six. And yeah, doesn't it feel like half of those came in the third period a couple nights ago? Like just in that third period? All that offense, all that cycling and circling through the New York zone and skating right down the pipe. The Islanders couldn't do anything to stave off the Penguins. But then the Penguins would do it themselves just by missing the net. Why? I don't know. You know, picking corners. and I don't have another explanation for it. I have a hard time believing Ilya Sorokin gets in anybody's head. In addition to the fact that he's a rookie, he's a little guy. 
you're seeing net. You're seeing white twine behind him. But maybe you're trying to get just a little bit too pristine and not doing enough of what Rust did in Game 5 when he just ripped a slap shot from 55 feet and it beat Sorokin unscreened. That's that's what this team needed more of. It needed more of that. It needed more of Carter. Why did Carter score almost all the goals in this series? Why? Because he shoots. He's a really good shooter, but you also don't see him miss the net a ton. He doesn't like to waste the shots that he gets. He likes to make sure that they at least have a prayer. Not every shot has to be this gorgeous wrister laser like the one Evgeny Malkin had in, in Game 5. Remember on the power play? Beautiful shot. Breathtaking stuff. But those, even for the great players, aren't all that common. Sidney Crosby has three goals in the last three playoff rounds. All three of them being first-round eliminations, of course. Why? You know, he talked about that a little himself, saying, well, I, you know, I could have done this, I could have done that. fact of the matter is, he missed the net a ton, too. And he wasn't going and getting second chances. So maybe there's a little bit too much of a certain type of player up front for the Penguins, and that's a dynamic that Ron Hextall can address both by getting bigger and by getting more direct. Uh, there aren't any other Patrick Hornquists out there. There's only one of those guys. But getting guys that are just more of a straight-line approach that are going to make a difference. You know, Carter. Carter's actually your best example. Not that they make more of him either. But Carter's the type of player that the, that's... The, the reason he fit in so well in Pittsburgh is because the Penguins needed that, what he brings, so desperately. But they need more of it. They need more of it. Listen, I appreciate this question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins uh, throughout the season. As I mentioned yesterday, and for anybody who missed that show, and I ha did hear, by the way, from a lot of you who were like, I'm not tuning into your show today. So I hope you recovered mentally enough <laughs> to be able to process this one. I want to say thank you uh, for being part of this. The show's had an amazing growth spurt, to put it mildly, and it's not going anywhere. There will be a daily shot of Penguins every weekday right up until they play hockey again. So by all means, stick with me right here. downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. 
Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.